You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. Um, We are starting another new kind of a mini-series. We're going to be breaking down um, every episode of the show Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Suzanne is joining me for this episode, for the next couple episodes. Um, Hey! Hello, it's good to hear you again. And um, I don't know if other people are going to jump in down the road, like if Dave's going to join us or if Rose Rose is going to join us. Excuse me. Sorry, I had a little little tickle in my throat real quick there. Anyway, um, if if other people jump in on other episodes, if they want to have input, we're going to welcome that. But we are breaking down Freaks and Geeks every episode. And this show, first, let's start. Let's, let's just I, I want to do a little bit of introduction of where this show started and and like the the basics and, you know, basic idea behind it. Um, so it was created, it was, or it was, it was produced in 1999. So it just falls into our range of the nineties. However, this takes place and this is gonna, this was like my argument to try to talk about, uh, Ron Burgundy a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> but it takes place in 1980. So this is like right in our, you know, wheelhouse. And we, Suzanne and I love this TV show because it really, really nails um, so many different aspects of what it was like being a teenager in like that early 80s era. Um, Before we started the show, Suzanne and I, we're talking a little bit about uh, how John Hughes kind of nailed it too, but he was more in the mid eighties and he had a little bit more of an affluent background uh, for a lot of his characters and a lot of the te- in a lot of the movies that he made where this is much more, this is more of a little bit like on the rougher side, I guess of. Yeah. Life, more down maybe. to earth kind of yeah. gritty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, reality. Right. Closer to reality for a lot of us. More of the middle, you know, mid-income families, lower middle class, I guess you would call it, low low to mid-middle class, um, some of them now. One of the characters down in, you know, we'll get to down the road is uh, Sam's dad, or not Sam, um, Neil's dad, which is a dentist. So, you know, dentists do pretty well, even back in the 80s. So, uh, anyway, but that's beside the point. We'll get down to that later. But this really portrays, and it takes place in the Midwest in a Michigan town. Um, it seems to be near uh, Lake Michigan, from what I understand by one of the episodes. They kind of describe an area that's near Lake Michigan. Um, I don't know what town this actually takes place in. Do they ever say it? Uh, Did you catch that? I, I, I think I do, do remember them saying it once, but I don't remember what it is. 
Yeah, uh, I, I can't remember either if it's like a I real existing it, town or if it's just a fictional place. Yeah, I wonder. I know they they talk about the high school a lot as McKinley mm-hmm. High School, but that's McKinley, um, but that could be anybody anywhere. Yeah, right, right? McKinley. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and I I maybe read that it was um it's based on the town that Paul uh is it Feig you you pronounce this Feig or Feig I I don't know F E I G okay. is, is yeah the, it's uh, supposedly based names. on the the high school that he went to and like the name there is a name of the town that's something like similar to his high school or something like that but yeah it's kind of shoved in the background they don't really right they really it. don't like they really don't focus on that I think they're trying to make it like in every like town an, yeah any, yeah any small <laughs> town uh there was a movie back in the 80s with C Thomas Hall I think it was called Small Town USA or something like that uh, and it, it kind of this wasn't really a, like a small town but just a typical suburb of one of the you know general city areas that you would that you would find it's not real rural by any means um but anyway we're going to we're going to take a look at each episode and kind of go over it and I, I can break down every episode pretty you know without having too much reference because I've watched this thing so many times because it's so relatable to me mm-hmm. um, so Suzanne now when did when did you n- initially see this show uh, okay I had um, I know we had talked about it a little bit before um, I had ch- kind of tried to start it when it was streaming, I think on Hulu or, sorry, or Netflix or something, mm-hmm. and um, watched a couple of articles, uh, sorry, a couple of episodes, um, and uh, like had a little trouble kind of, you know, getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, we had another conversation. I went back, I watched a couple more on the internet, uh, and and then it really it really hooked me like uh, one particular episode hooked me, which comes in a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, and still after now I would, I, you know, we talked about it again. I bought the DVDs. I watched the commentary, <laughs> you know, now I'm sure I have, I've only really seen gone through the series once. I, I don't have mm-hmm. the same kind of knowledge and encyclopedia <laughs> knowledge that you seem to, but okay. now I will give you, I have now, I, now the commentary thing, I bought this DVD many years ago. And I watched it with the commentary like once years ago. So I don't really watch it with the commentary too often. Okay. Or I, I watched I, the I outtakes remember. with the commentary. I didn't watch the whole thing with the commentary. Well, I might go the back. outtakes are pretty good, too. They're pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, they're, they're funny. They are. <laughs> yeah. So um, so you start you just you just recently kind of experienced it. And, right, and right. But I'm I, just completely taken by the fact that, like I said, it's like wa- watching a documentary of my high school. Right. It is so just spot on everything <laughs> about it. It's so spot on. And you know what? I looked I looked up some background on uh, Judd Apatow and uh-huh. he went to high school on Long Island. Oh, he went to well, that high makes school. sense then. So I can't help thinking that the Long Island High School influence is there. Yeah. That and I probably went to camp with him at some point and didn't realize or or something or, you know, blew him off at a bar or something like that at some yeah. point somewhere in the early eighties. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh yeah, it's just it's just so well done. It's amazing. It is. So it is. let me run down the cast real quick. 
um, the cast is pretty incredible too, and they've all gone on to do some. Uh, most of them gone on to do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, just um, a strikingly successful group of what were at the time unknown people who've gone on to, you know, big stuff. All right. Big, like, big things. Uh, so the the main character is Lindsay, Lindsay Weir, um, and her brother Sam Weir. So Lindsay is played by Linda Cardellini, who's gone on to do some pretty cool stuff. She's done uh, quite a few other uh, movies, and then she did a TV show recently on Netflix called Dead to Me with um, Christina Applegate, which was phenomenal. Love yeah, that. it was. I watched that. that. It was that terrific. Um, she's just, and, and she also she was also in uh, Bloodline on Netflix uh, for the whole series, which was really really good too. Oh, great! Very good drama. If you haven't seen that one, it's it's very well done. No, I haven't, but I'm glad she got got uh, you know some good work. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's she's done well. Uh, and then John Francis Daly is is Sam Weir, and he went on to do a couple other TV shows afterwards. Also, he's like he's been on um, uh, what's the medical show? He's not. Is it Bones? Yeah, I used to watch is him on Bones. Bones. Yeah, Bones. That's it. Um, I think that's the one he's probably most notable for. Um, he also went on he's good. right right after this show. Uh, Sam did. Uh, he was, I believe, he was on um, Undeclared, which was like a college show, a college okay. series, which kind of felt like a spinoff of this, but mm-hmm. but yeah, not, that was a good episode. Thing it, too, it was, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it had the same, it had a lot of the same like feel to it, although it wasn't the same characters moving on to college. Um, mm. And then James Franco was Daniel Desario. Uh, Sam Levine was Neil Schweiber. Seth Rogen, uh, you know, I mean, James Franco and Seth Rogen. Yeah, the Seth Rogen. Crazy. (laughs) Jason Siegel. Siegel? Siegel, yeah. I think it's Siegel, yeah. As Nick Andopoulos. Such a Midwest name, too. (laughs) 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 Uh, Martin Starr is Bill Haverchuk, which Bill is like, he cracks me up in this show. Man, he's so funny. Yeah, he is really funny. Hysterical. His dry, he's really funny. His dry delivery is like some of the best comedy out there. I love. Yeah, it. that's a, that's a very unique character for somebody oh, to, yeah. to be that committed mm. to being that geeky. Oh, but yeah. yet he just like he's he's cool with himself in a certain mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah, he seems okay. fine with it. And then uh, Becky Ann Baker as Jean Weir, which is uh, Sam and Lindsay's mom. And she's been in quite a few things either. And then, of course, you have uh, like this Joe Flaherty from uh, SCTV years and years and years ago. He's mm-hmm. been he's been I in remember. so many things as Sam and Lindsay's dad. Now, um, this initial episode of the pilot is going to be a little bit longer because we're we're trying to get, you know, we're doing the setup for all of this, of course. And then um, now it says Busy Phillips as Kim Kelly. Now, mm-hmm. they always said that, like in the in the opening credits, it said also starring yeah. whatever Busy Phillips as Kim Kelly. And I'd never I heard of her got before. A, I think she got a bum rap, though, being delegated, you know, being relegated to post opening sequence, you know, and plus here's busy Phillips. <laughs> right. I think she's a huge showed, part of the show. Oh, she's a huge, she is a huge part of the show. 
and but she didn't get part of that opening uh uh yearbook photo right. shoot <laughs> right uh, that they go through with I think uh, she got chipped <laughs> with Joan Jett's you know bad mm-hmm. reputation which let's talk about that first real quick how awesome is that is yeah. is just it's that's the opening soundtrack to this the opening credits is is bad reputation by Joan Jett and they go through the all the characters like they're sitting in front of a yearbook shoot so interesting and the the little facial expressions that that each character gives to the camera as they're doing it it just it cracks me up every single time and then just having that song is, is uh-huh. awesome um and throughout this whole series what what do you think of of the the soundtrack this soundtrack is awesome is it the soundtrack, soundtrack to your life or what <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, there, there was a lot going going on as far as uh, different types of music that mm-hmm. was, you know, there were all like rival uh, the rival tribes as far as who followed what kind of music. Mm-hmm. And they actually make a thing about that later in the in the series toward mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of it uh, uh, comes up in the in the background, and and I'm just kind of thinking to myself, oh yeah, I remember that song. Then other times the song will come up and it'll just kill me because that was the song that I loved that year. You know, mm-hmm. that was my song that I followed. But, you know, like, and after you, a while. Do you, have a, do you have a specific song that jumped out at you? Like, oh, we, my God. I, I told mean, you about when the Billy Joel songs come up. Oh, off. that's right. Uh, uh, Rosalind's Rosa Rosa eyes. eyes. Yeah. And um, I think the other one is called Sete Toi. It's, um, it, oh, it's, right. in, it's in French. Partly in yeah. French. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But they are. Not like, and who knows, maybe this was because I, I when I read a little bit about the, the, the series, they said that a good part of the budget went to securing the, the rights to the songs because they wanted the very specific songs for the atmosphere and mm-hmm. to keep true to the, the time period and that specific year. So it could be that they used the less, two less obscure uh, or more obscure songs um, because that's less expensive than using, you know, you may be right. <laughs> right. But to me, it felt that much more personal because those are those are songs that you only listen to if you were a Village Joel fan and you bought that album. You know, they weren't necessarily playing that song with the French title on <laughs> on yeah. the radio that much. So so that just really it really hit home for, for me when they they played that song. And then, the you know, the shot goes into slow motion because they're watching the new girl, you know, go across <laughs> Oh Plus my God! Down. She's running towards us. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think that's that's the episode that really hooked, hooked me. I think that's the best episode oh, of the series. It's, it's such so. a good one. Such a good one. <laughs> um, 
and we'll we're gonna we'll break down each episode once we get down to that because mm-hmm. that one's down. That's probably about five or six in. I can't even remember which one it is. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, it's just it's this this whole series is just so phenomenal. So um, do you want to let's just go ahead and talk about the first episode, the pilot. Um. Now, my I think I think the pilot hooked me. Because as a freshman, I was a very, like, I was, I was very immature for a freshman. You know, I felt like Sam and Sam comes in and, you know, the opening scene basically is, is he's getting picked on by a bully or not the opening scene, but one of the early, early scenes within the first five minutes or so, uh, before they roll credit, before they start the, the opening credits. You know, they, mm-hmm. they do this little introduction. Sam is uh, getting picked on by this bully, which I had a bully in freshman year. And um, that sucks. Yeah, it 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 went away. You know, once we once we fought, like once once it went down, it was it went away. Nobody really won. It was more of a wrestling match, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> what mm-hmm. happens at the end of this show, oh, which yeah, uh, I... you know, it, it, this this episode. <laughs> Uh, goes all the way to that point where they actually do well, not Sam, but yeah, Sam but three is other, left, three other left guys. out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he the cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, Cindy, Cindy, uh, Cindy, Cindy Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. So, so Sam, you know, I remember it, when the 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 bully is you know picking on him, and then Lindsay comes up and protects him, and mm-hmm. you know she's talking to the bully. Um, Oh, what's his name? Alan. Alan. And she's like, well, how's it feel to be picking on somebody that weighs less than a hundred pounds? Yeah. <laughs> and after and the whole like, thing, after all the, I wait, I wait, I'm, I'm like 105. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which no way. <laughs> yeah. No, he, yeah. He'd be lucky if he was 105. No way. Right. Yeah. Guy. Maybe she's 105. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I totally related to this character because I was very small and being, you know, I was still work, you know, uh, sophomore year was a completely different thing for me. Cause I, I started, I started developing, you know, muscles and, and I grew. Yeah. A like, lot of things change several inches. You know, I, I grew over that, that year. And, um, I just, I really started, you know, physically growing into, into what I should have been and emotionally too, you know, but anyway, so I really, really related to Sam and you were telling me before that you really related to Lindsay. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, (laughs) it's, um, it's, it's an uncanny resemblance. (laughs) Well, I, the pictures are are pretty good too. Like you and her really do look a lot alike when you were at that age. <laughs> yeah, well, phys- physically, I guess so. You know, I had that, I had that long, you know, slightly feathered hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more that I was definitely the the brainy chick who was trying to make headway in with the burnout crowd, mm-hmm. mostly because that's those were all like, okay, so you, you know, you get into high school, it's ninth, like ninth to tenth grade. Those are like those are the party people. Those are the people who are having fun. Those are the cool kids who don't get picked on. And believe me, I was small too. I was always like the smallest kid in my my grade, the smallest girl, girl in my grade. Um, so you know that wasn't fun either. Uh, but I 
I was always trying to get into this group, which like my best friend was kind of more one of the crew, you know, mm-hmm. of what would have been called. We didn't call anybody freaks, but what what would have been the, you know, equivalent to the freaks. Um, she had older brothers and sisters, so everybody knew her. And, you know, I was kind of this tag along girl yeah. <laughs> who was, you know, just trying to make sure that I was invited to the same parties. Um, and the teachers would constantly kind of give me the little nudge, like, what are you doing? You don't belong with them. <laughs> okay, Mr. The, yeah, which which then I watched the episode, and that her guidance counselor, yeah, comes out and gives her this speech, like, you don't understand. You Why are you pining to be part of this group? You you're, have so much more than them, and they're all going to end up in jail. <laughs> You're a mathlete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I wouldn't say I was not a mathlete. I was not, you know, I was kind of an English person. But in any case, um, I was definitely not I, like I was the only one who was actually like getting decent grades. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody else was just was not just failing, but like it became cool to be failing because mm-hmm. that's all they did. You know? Yeah. So you had to kind of like hide the fact that you were getting decent grades, you know? Um, yeah, which, like like Lindsay was trying to she she didn't want she didn't want to come across as like the brain she did not like that mm-hmm. part of of um like she, right, she always tried to uh, yeah she tried to always avoid that topic and of being a brain and uh, yeah it's it, it that's another thing. it just makes sense makes so much sense yeah absolutely. And I, I literally had a specific teacher pull me aside after class and give me, like, almost word for word that freaking speech that he gave her in the hallway. <laughs> and I remember being so freaking snide and just looking at him like, well, you leave me alone. Yeah. Um, it was – looking back, it was mean. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the episode where – this episode, this specific episode, is where that the guidance counselor, Jeff Rosso, who is mm-hmm. I love his character. Yeah, he's a great character. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, and he, you know, he goes, "Let's rap, you know, let's let's not be. I'm Mr. Rosso, the guidance counselor, and you're not Lindsay, the student. Uh, l- you know, let's just talk like friends. You know, you can call me Jeff, and I'll call you Lindsay." And we'll just talk like friends. And then later on in the show, <laughs> they get she gets busted for skipping school, and 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 then at the prom or whatever it is, is it prom or homecoming? I can't remember. Um, I it might be homecoming. Yeah, I don't think it was a prom. Yeah, it's homecoming. Yeah, that's right. It's homecoming. So it's early in the year. It's before Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. It's like that's early right. in the school year. Um, and so. He, you know, he forces her because they get busted. He forces her to tend the snack bar, drink bar, drink table at mm-hmm. the at the homecoming. And she goes, "All right, Jeff, I'm gonna go do this." And she goes, "He says maybe you should call me Mr. Rosso." That's <laughs> 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 just so funny. There's so many great little bits of this this opening pilot that just grabs your attention, like uh, when Nick. When before they got busted for skipping school, Nick had taken Lindsay to his house to show her his ultimate drum set, which is 
he referenced Neil Pert, you know, which we lost mm. him. Yeah, sadly. Um, and then, <clears throat> so he was talking about that, you know, how he has like 42 pieces of, you know, 42 drum pieces. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, three more and I've got the same number as Neil Pert or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he wants to be a drummer. And so it's just like, you need to find your ultimate drum set is what he told Lindsay. Cause he could tell that Lindsay was, you know, kind of bummed. So anyway, yeah, they go right. on, they end up at the homecoming and, and uh, then there's side stories. I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay. One of the little, <laughs> little one liners that just cracked me up by Seth Rogen. You know, they're setting all these characters up for uh, mm -hmm. for future shows. But when um, Lindsay's friend and neighbor, Millie, who is completely the most innocent, you know. Yeah, straight innocent, straight, go yeah. to church, go to math, yeah, math exactly. class, yeah. yeah. You know, and Lindsay's out on the smoking, in the smoking patio. Now, did you guys have one? Yeah, we pattern. did. It was called the grill. <laughs> the I, that, grill. That's like another. That's another thing. I was like, yeah, we're going to the patio, and I'm looking. I'm like, look, it's the grill. I can't <laughs> believe it. It's the grill. That's where everybody went, and you smoked. And like maybe once or twice over the course of the day, a teacher would pop through the door and yell at everybody, and we'd all like disperse and go down the hill and this kind of stuff. But yeah, I couldn't believe the similarities. <laughs> Yeah, that that's something. So like we had an open campus because I grew up, I was in Southern California, so we had like a very open campus feeling. Um, we didn't have like a smoking patio or anything because uh, we could leave campus pretty much any time we wanted between class or at lunch. Oh, that's nice. Very, yeah, it was very open. Um, and it was a couple years after this. So like I started in in '82 was my first my freshman year. Uh, 82 to 83 and then uh, so it, it might have changed a little bit and then Southern California has always been a little more loose that way anyway I think and mm -hmm. and so we didn't well, not really smoking have smoking anymore but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's besides the> <laughs> right so uh, the smoking patio didn't quite catch me but I understood the concept you know what I mean yeah 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 um, well I had my high school my high school was kind of like different um, buildings that were all hooked together with like breezeways and underground hallways and stuff. Hmm. So there was kind of outside areas on each corner. It was like a big square, like I said, hmm. hooked to, um, connected by these different um, uh, walk types of walkways. But at each corner, there were doors that opened out. Um, and in one in the far, the furthest corner, was this area where the, it was just grating kind of, it was like a sewer grate. It wasn't anything, you know, when I say the grill, it was not, not anything fancy. Um, mm -hmm. It was just like the furthest place away from where all the teachers were. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where there was like maybe an, an annex and a um, um, like an awning so that you could go out there even if it was snowing because we were in New York. <laughs> we didn't have, right. the, we were not Cal California, you know, yeah. weather people. Um, so that's up. what it was, but it looked very similar <laughs> to kind of where they are walking with the poles and the, and the overhang and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it was not sanctioned. We were not allowed to smoke there, but right, right. everybody did. 
And so this scene where they go out to the smoking patio is where Lindsay is walking out there and she's talking to Daniel and, and Ken, which is Seth Rogen, and, and Jason Siegel, which is Nick, and a couple other characters there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she's just talking to him and her friend, Millie, the real straight laced one, she comes up like she's at the edge of the patio. She won't really go out. Yeah, like she won't patio. even go over. She's like, she's like, <laughs> what are you Linds, doing? Lynn, <laughs> what are you, Linz, Linz, what are you doing? And, and Ken, Seth Rogen, in that very dry delivery goes, friend of yours, Linz. Like, <laughs> that line always just cracked me up the way he said it. You know, his delivery was perfect on that. So, um, yeah, then, you know, you have uh, the the moment where she goes away and she's like, what are you doing out here? Why are, you know, Millie's like grilling her, grilling, <laughs> grilling her <laughs> for, for why, why is she out there with like these, you know, the burnouts and what we, what eventually will be termed as freaks, you know, they're freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a great scene uh, and a great introduction to the way they're, that click of her group of friends is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, just, it's so, it's so well introduced. This whole, this whole pilot episode is really great at introducing how they're going to develop these characters and, and the, yeah, they set up all the dynamics right away. Oh, it doesn't take it's long. So well done. So, um, what would like, if looking back at the pilot episode, if you can, if you could, if you can remember what, what would be like your favorite scene from that episode? Well, um, I don't know. There were a few things. Like I said, the thing that got to me the most was when the guidance council took her aside and said, yeah. what are you doing with these two? Because I just, that just completely came right back to me. Um, I did like, I mean, I, I, not that I liked seeing the, the, the character get bullied, but you know what I liked? I liked that his sister came and actually stood up for him. <laughs> because number one, I had a younger brother and frankly, I I mean, we were like best friends at everything. You know, I tried to get him to do everything that I was doing and, and vice versa, you know, even when we were young kids. So how Um, how much younger is he? Only only two years. So it's it's pretty close to the same. Cause I believe Lindsay was like a junior. Uh huh. Yeah. I think they were like 16, you know, 16 or 17. Mm hmm. And he yeah. was what, he like was a ninth freshman, grade, like fourteen, yeah, yeah. coming into into the freshman year. So, yeah, so uh-huh. it's, it's which is it's, rough, which is rough, anyway. Oh, yeah, it is. Freshman year sucked. Um, and you know, in general, there aren't all that many um, shows where it focuses on a brother and a sister like that. Friends, yeah. I think, is the only other one, and I like that too because I hang out. I always hung out with my brother, mm-hmm. you know. And you see how many of those, you know, family sitcoms and stuff, the brothers and sisters are all pitted against each other and they call each other stupid and they tease each other. And, you know, I was always, I always, really, that really bothered me. Like you know? married with children? Yeah. Or, um, <laughs> uh, what, growing pains? Oh, you know, yeah. there's always like the smart sister and the not so bright brother and they make fun <laughs> of each other, you know? Like, we didn't do that in my family. It was like me and my brother against the world. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, yeah, go for it, Lindsay, you know, and that she doesn't care what anybody is, is thinking or watching, now, you know? Did you so, have other, uh, other like siblings? That. No, no, that's it. It was me, me and my brother. And brother. Okay. So it was very, wow. It's really relatable for you then. So, yes. so how do you, how did you feel about the, the whole 
family dinner or situation that they always well have. see now my family was a little different they're like they're the parents i didn't i don't particularly relate to the parents my house was a little bit more tumultuous like they're they were being set up as like well he's a businessman he runs the sporting goods store and she's kind of a kind of you know a little bit updated version of june cleaver she's makes everybody cookies for Halloween and they have mm-hmm. meatloaf for dinner every, you know, once a week. And my house was a little bit more chaotic than that. Okay. All right. So, you know, my parents were not, you know, the ones that everybody wanted, everybody, all the dirtbags wanted to run away to. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but, right on. but, you know, even though I was kind of the, the, like the one that they looked at, like that's the brainy kid. I, I didn't have to leave it to beaver family. <laughs> Just a little crazier than that. Um, but just the the every two seconds, the parents are saying something that completely embarrassed them. Um, and that was just a hoot <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Every two seconds. <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun to watch. You know, I and that uh, was on in every episode <laughs> when when uh, the dad, Joe Flaherty, is like, I knew a girl in high school. She had premarital sex. You know what happened? She died. She died. <laughs> Yeah, everyone. She's like at the end of the conversation. She's like, "Is everyone you know dead, Dad?" <laughs> Great. And he he's just he's really funny. Joe Flaherty's just really yeah. funny. In the, was, you should was, watch the outtakes because he's hysterical in the outtakes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched him in a while. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. Um, so I'm looking in your DVD set. Did you get the little booklet? Um, I don't think so. I'll look for it. Maybe I missed it. Oh, there's a little booklet that comes with it. It's so cool. And it looks like a, um, it's got the spiral notebook type thing, <laughs> like printed on it. It's not a spiral notebook, but it looks like a spiral notebook uh-huh. with the, uh, you know, college rule, uh, lines in the background. And then they mm-hmm. print over it and it's got everything in here. So, uh, we were talking earlier about the, the soundtrack. For the series, we said, you know, it's amazing for, first of all, the opening credits are always, every, every episode is, is Joan Jett, uh, Bad Reputation, mm-hmm. and it's Yeah, it's thing. very loud, too. I have to keep turning it down. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it rocks out. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe that's what I call crunchy. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so, where we coined the term. For you, did anyway. In this little booklet, it tells me all the different characters that were played and who played each actor that played each character, all the way down to like Millie uh, mm-hmm. and uh, some, you know, mousy girl number two was played by <laughs> Anna Coleman Heidi, which I don't even know who mousy girl number two would have been. But anyway, it breaks down the um, each episode and it says um, music uh, on this episode, the pilot. They had Running with the Devil by Van Halen, I'm All mm. Right by Kenny Loggins, and Renegade, Renegade and Come Sail Away by Styx. Yeah. Which, um, Styx, the Come Sail Away is the ending scene, which is mm-hmm. great. But back to yeah, the, the Styx mu- were big. That was a big year, that year for Styx. That was huge, a big album, I remember. Huge. Renegade was a really good song. Yep. Yeah, uh, and Paradise Theater came out right around the same time, too. That was... I can't remember which album Renegade was on, but uh, Come Sail Away, I think, was on the same album as Renegade, which was probably before Come Sail Away. I mean, before um, 
Paradise Theater. Anyway, so I had heard before this DVD set was released, that was that was one of the things that they were having problems with was tying, like you said, it cost them a lot of money to yeah get to get the, the authentic rights. music right. And that was that was something that they were tr- that they were holding back on when they actually released the DVDs because the DVDs didn't come out for several years afterwards. That right. even after you know, the series I did. Ended. I read that they had to re they had to reestablish all the contracts for all the music or something. Yes, they had Jeez. a lot of trouble with that part of it, and that's why it took them several years to release the DVDs versus having them, you know, released a little bit mm-hmm. sooner after the series was ended. And you and I talked about this on uh, when we talked about our favorite TV shows. What was it? No, it was the 19, 1999, we were doing the year-end wrap-up, and, and you mm-hmm. and I got on into the conversation. Dave was, you know, <laughs> he was he was kind of on the outside looking in on this. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't understand <laughs> the, 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 the whole thing of it. But uh, we were talking about how um, – oh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. Anyway. Sure. So we'll, we'll move on. Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up because we've been talking about it for about a half an hour now. And we're going to continue on with another episode after this. And we're going to release all these individually. So each episode of the TV show will be its own episode in our uh, Bonsai Retro Club show. And it's just going to be part of this little mini series that we're going to we may we may not have them all back to back uh, as far as when we release them, but just look for them and we'll be we'll be talking about it. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and wrap it. Did you have anything else to add on this pilot episode, or do you want to move on to the next one? Um, I think we can move on. Okay. I mean, I've got a lot to say, but it can be spread out between many episodes. Yeah, I, fig- <laughs> I that's kind of what I figured too, because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on tangents, because you know that's what I do. Um, mm. And as we go through the episodes, I know certain things are gonna jump out at me as um, triggers to tangent on <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> as we go through each episode. So we're gonna say uh, goodbye for this episode and. So you can find us at bonsairetroclub.com. I can't say it right. .com. It's not .com. It's, there's no L in there. .com. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find Suzanne at suzannematiboni.com. You can find us on Twitter through either Bonsai Retro Club. I am at 80s Auto Reverse. And Suzanne is at, at Suze Mataboni. That's S-U-Z Mataboni, M-A-T-T-A-B-O-N-I got that down now yeah yeah wow <laughs> and thanks um check out check out suzanne's uh blog uh she is doing a like kind of a um she's been doing doing some stuff yeah, like where she's writing with series. the yeah <laughs> like us like writing behind the scenes of of how where she came from with some of the up other episodes that we've done as far as like new wave music and stuff so it's really well done and you can email us. A general email is at. I'm sorry. It's always so hard to say at McFly at. What what's that? Email us <laughs> McFly at bonsairetroclub.com. And as we always like to say, be excellent to each other and have a good whatever.
Bye, Suzanne. Bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, do you say? Hey, Bonsai! 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 Bonsai!